Hello and welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with our former RAs of NYU and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at Washington Square. I'm the host, Tom Ellett, and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President for Student Affairs. Today, I'm very excited for our guest, Michael George, who served as an RA in Rubin Hall on the photography explorations floor under the tutelage of Christina Walsh and Lady Rolfman during the 2009 through the 2011 academic years. Welcome, Michael. Hello, how's it going? Great, so glad you could join us. It's really a pleasure to have you. Tell us where you are and how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well and I am still living in New York City and loving it more than I ever thought I could. Excellent. So you finished in 2011 as an RA and then you went and did what? Ever since I graduated, I've been working as a freelance photographer and I mainly photograph travel and portrait stories. So that ranges on everything from climate change to drag queens to who knows whatever assignments I get. But yeah, I worked for a lot of different clients, National Geographic, uh, The New York Times, Airbnb, basically whoever sends me an email, I start to work for them. So that's how it goes. How do you like working in that environment of uh, the ability to kind of be going from one thing to the next thing? I love it. I mean, that's kind of how my brain has always worked. I've always been someone who kind of needs every day to be different. And so when I first graduated, I was really terrified. And then I immediately realized that even if it was a struggle to get things started that it would be a career that would fulfill who I am inside so deeply and I love it so much. And Michael, going back to your days at Washington Square, you were very involved in residential life right from the beginning of your time from what I remember. Yeah, I joined Hall Council uh, in Third North. I lived in Third North as a freshman and I was the coffee house chair Uh, which was a really fun and unique position to Third Norris because I got to just create fun, creative events in the coffee house that they had down there in the courtyard. And then from Hall Council, you were involved in IRHC? Yeah, it was sort of a natural evolution, I would say. I did Hall Council freshman year, and then I was in IRHC for a year and a half. I did a summer as well, and then I became an RA. Outstanding. Um, And you were in the Tisch School, the photography program? Yes, I was in the photography and imaging department, which was especially nice because the program is really small, so it feels like this little family in the larger university. So what was it like to be, when you started as an RA, working with students from all different disciplines, having really been focused very much in your academic program? I really enjoyed it, especially because we had access to a dark room and we had access to take kids out and teach them photography and you know you have the kids we actually had a few actual photo majors and then you have someone who's an economics major who is just kind of interested in photography and i thought it was really eye-opening as a junior and senior to sort of get that surge of excitement from a young amateur photographer who's just getting into it and seeing the world with new eyes and i think once you're later on in your major, you need to be reminded that, oh yeah, I was that excited once too. And so I kind of really loved having that balance. 
So what advice do you give to somebody who wants to be a photographer and starting out with a camera and, hey, I think I want to do this? What advice would you give to them? Um, I always tell people to take pictures that are their pictures and not other people's pictures because we live in a society that's so saturated with imagery and people think, oh, if it gets the most likes on Instagram, it's a good photo. And what is a good photo is an interesting photo, which is rarely what gets the most likes on Instagram. And so a lot of it is just knocking people's old habits out of them and saying, what is it you like to take pictures of? Because that's what you're going to be good at, not what someone else tells you to. And it, that's always a fun journey for them, too, because it's sort of determining what their artist's soul is, you know, interested in in the world anyhow. So whether it's commercial or whether it's uh, personal kind of pictures or things rather than people. Exactly. Like I would never, ever get hired to shoot a fashion campaign because my heart just isn't in that world. And, you know, but, I, you know, you send me to Sri Lanka and all I want to do is discover the culture. And so I'm amazing at travel photography because of that. Now, did you study abroad while you were at NYU? No, actually, I think that's probably one of the reasons I ended up becoming a travel photographer because I have always found the world so intriguing. But pr honestly, prior to going to NYU, I had never been on a plane. Like my first plane was to visit NYU. Um, no. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, growing up, uh, my parents didn't have the money for a vacation, so we would just drive. 20 minutes from our house to the beach and that was our vacation every summer uh and so we would kind of go between florida and georgia where my dad's family was from and that's really all i saw of the world until i went to nyu hmm. now what made you apply to be an ra even though you had the transition from hall council to irhc and natural progression what was the determining factor so when i was a freshman you know because i had never really been anywhere besides Florida and Georgia, I totally felt like a fish out of water in New York City. And I had a really hard time that first semester just adjusting to the pace of the city and people's personalities in the Northeast, which are way different than the South. And my RA really helped that adjustment. Like, I think she could sense the struggle and sort of took me under her wing. And after having that experience, I realized this is probably a struggle that a lot of people have coming to NYU because it's not just the transition to college, it's also the transition to this crazy city. And so I wanted to be able to sort of pass that on to a group of other people. Mm -hmm. What was it like to work on the staff with your colleagues? Oh, I loved it so much. I honestly, I mean, I feel very lucky that I've only ever been freelance, but whenever I have a moment where I'm like, I just want a desk job again. The problem is I immediately think that it's going to be like the RA job was. And then I have to remind myself like the RA job was an anomaly and it was, I had the best leadership and the great team and it didn't feel like work. And I was like, I think real careers feel a lot more like work. <laughs> and so I always have to remind myself of that, but I, I loved it. I really, probably the only time it felt like work was duty nights. Those will maybe haunt me, but everything else was such a joy. So we are coming up to RA training period soon. Any advice for those new green RAs coming into uh, NYU? I honestly feel like the best advice is to relish in your ability to create community and realize that community really can be built. Like even if you get a group of kids that initially you're just like, oh, I don't think this is going to work and everyone's so different and we just don't know if it's going to happen. It's like, I mean, it's such a trope, but it's like, really, if you build it, they will come. And if you have the enthusiasm for it, that is so infectious, especially for 
if there are freshman RA, especially for these young kids that are kind of looking to upperclassmen for direction, if you say this is how it is and this is how it is on my floor, then that gets engendered and is just created really magically. And so I think it's having that faith going in and optimism and not sort of just worrying that maybe it's not going to work out or what could possibly happen and, you know, just be that, uh, be what you want them to be kind of thing. Now you did the job two times. Was it different the second time around than the first? Uh, it was different. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is I had a huge shift in the demographic. Like my second year actually was all girls except for one room of two guys which just created a totally different dynamic than when you had um, a very co-ed floor. And so I kind of had to initially adjust to that. But it also, I think I had the memories of my first floor going into my second floor. And I totally forgot to kind of wipe the memory and be like, this is a completely new crop of kids. You have to start from the ground up. And so I think it took me an extra month to sort of get the community that I wanted because I was walking into it thinking, oh, the community's there. I know how this feels. And I forgot how much work it took at the beginning to build it. So yeah, it was definitely an adjustment period. Now, Ruben has a special flair to it. Uh, it, it always seemed to have a special community. It still mm-hmm. does. Um, what were some of the issues that you faced in Ruben um, living in now the only non-air conditioned building in the system? Oh my God. You know, I actually think I'm a strong believer that like struggles bring people together. And I think that lack of air conditioning is a way to build community because it's something that all of you can complain about. And it just, I don't know. I think that actually is positive in a weird way. Um, But in terms of the struggles, uh, I mean, I don't know what has changed. I think that I think the second floor has changed quite a bit, but I remember Ruben's identity on its like common spaces was sort of in flux when we were there and we, it sort of had a black box theater and this other random room. And we, as RAs, really had a hard time figuring out how to make that a space that students knew how to use because it felt like it was trying to be too many things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. What were the fun, the skills that you really feel like you are taking with you now because of some of the experiences you had with the RA position? Oh my gosh, so many. I would say, obviously leadership. Uh, task management for sure, conflict resolution, a whole lot of patience. And I also think compassion, just because you're dealing with so many people from so many different backgrounds and you have to quickly learn how to adjust your expectations for each individual. And I think I learned a lot of compassion through constantly making those adjustments and realizing who maybe needs a little more help than someone else. And it's honestly, it's been so helpful in my career because I manage different clients on the day-to-day basis and I am constantly having to manage a team like a you know I did this big job for Airbnb last year in uh, the Azores Islands in Portugal and it's this team of 10 people and I'm sort of supposed to be this leader and in a way like to achieve a travel campaign you have to create a community on the road because if people aren't getting along then the job is going to suffer from it and I feel like so much of what I learned as an RA helps on the sets of photo shoots because you have to very quickly establish that you all may not know each other, but we have a common task and we are going to accomplish it a lot better if everyone is positive and working together in a cooperative way. Maybe an unfair question, but you have friends who didn't go to NYU. What was the 
the uh, special sauce that you received at NYU that you think maybe your your peers who went to different colleges or didn't go to college uh, didn't receive because of the NYU experience? I mean, I hesitate. I, I'm always. I don't want to insult any of my friends, but <laughs> but no, I I really have to be honest. Like I felt much more like I was ready for the world when I graduated. Like I had a few friends who went to Florida State schools, which are all amazing, but then they moved to NYU and it sort of felt like I didn't realize at NYU I was simultaneously learning to be an adult in a city while going to college and learning those both at the same time sets you up to be so much more successful so fast. Whereas I sort of felt like my friends who went to more traditional schools that then moved there sort of had to go through these two major adjustment periods in a short, you know, four or five years between high school and college. And it just, it's not that they necessarily suffered from it, but it just made things harder. And I sort of felt like as soon as I graduated, I was ready to face the city and I felt confident and I'd already made connections. I mean, that was a huge thing to be honest as a freelancer was the connections. I, I think the first two years out of school, honestly, probably got hired 90% through people I had met at NYU. And that kept me afloat to then build my career further. Makes perfect sense. Before we get into the fast takes questions, um, tell us about your book. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, how exciting. Oh, I'm very excited too. So a few years ago, I did a photo shoot behind the scenes at a zoo and it was part of a travel campaign for South Carolina. And I realized there's so much that happens at zoos that people don't realize, and especially kids don't realize. And there's a lot of misconceptions about zoos. Like people maybe think zoos are bad or the animals are sad or all these things. And I realized there's a huge opportunity to educate people on the medical care and conservation programs and breeding programs and all the things that happen behind the scenes that no one sees. And also people don't quite realize that without zoos, so many of the animals that are represented at zoos would, would have go extinct because these zoos fund their only conservation programs. And so I was very lucky and I was approached by an editor uh, at Sterling, which is uh, Barnes and Noble's publisher. And they asked if I had any ideas for kids books. And I was like, I have three. And so this zoo book was one of them and they were very excited about it. And so I got an advance uh, and a book deal two years ago and I've been working on it since then. And it comes out this October. So wow. the name of it, uh, life at the zoo, the secret world of your favorite animals. Uh, I can't wait to see it and, and purchase it. That's great. Will you do a book signing? Oh yeah. We're actually planning an event right now. It's going to be in Brooklyn in November at some point. Uh, we're still finalizing which bookstore, but I'm also excited because so much of the joy of doing it was all the behind the scenes videos of like animals jumping on my camera and trying to push me in the water and all those things. So there'll be lots of those coming out on my Instagram. Well, and there should also be a book about the writing of the book, it sounds like. Yeah, seriously, the behind the scenes are almost more entertaining. That's great. Uh, fast takes, a couple questions, quick answers. Favorite tradition at NYU? Uh, I would say flurry. Best dining hall? Ruben, which does it still exist? I heard a rumor no, that doesn't. Oh no! no. Rest in it is, peace. It, it is now eighteen classrooms. Eighteen what? classrooms for the uh, expository writing. That Small. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any celebrity sightings while you're a student? 
Uh, yes, actually, I went to school when James Franco went to NYU, and so I would always see him in Tish, and it was so embarrassing because my instinct was to wave because I thought he was someone I knew, and then I'd have to be like, oh, that is just a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Last one uh, to Third North or Ruben? Ruben. Okay. Oh, Chris sorry. difficulty having with that one. I was one. just going to say I'm so sorry, Chris. No. Um, any... Uh, shout outs to some colleagues or peers or super uh, senior staff oh my god yes uh well obviously chris and nick evans and uh well alumni i just was hanging out with matt sodder who's one of my good friends and brian and sam lawton are two of my best friends so definitely have a lot of lasting connections from being an ra you do matt's still on campus and um the lovely dancing duo are all over the world i know they're amazing. amazing They'll be on a future show, they promised me. Awesome. Uh, finally, most memorable RA experience. Oof, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, it has to be this program that when I got back from it, all of my advisors were like, how did that happen? Because I took a group of kids to go hiking uh, upstate. And for one, taking kids off campus already, it's so hard to get them to want to leave campus with their RA but that we all woke up and it was pouring rain. And I was like, oh, that's it. No one's gonna wanna go on this hiking trip. And yet everyone that had signed up still showed up and we went on this foggy, rainy hike in Beacon, New York. And it ended up being so beautiful. And when we got back, all my advisors were like, how did you convince them to go? And I was like, I don't know, they just really wanted to. And so it was, it was amazing. That's great. And those kind of bonding experience, like the Ruben experience and no air conditioning, uh, going away on a, a trip like that, I think, makes a lasting impression on students to, in a bonding way, too. Yes. Michael, thank you so much for spending some time with me tonight to talk about your journey and how amazing the work that you're doing in the world of photography and now book writing as well. As always, thanks to our listeners who can better learn about what happens to former RAs at NYU and how they're making their dreams realities. Special thanks to my engineer, Rashid Aziz, and to the current professional staff and the alum professional staff of NYU who assisted these great RAs in skill acquisition along the way. Thanks again, Michael. Until we chat again, RAs remember how much difference you can make in the lives of others. The smiles, the hellos, those are the things that start to make a difference. Take care. Thank you.